Hey, this your boy DJ CJ The Stigman checking in, one to welcome you and thank you for listening to this podcast, which was designed for you, all our under construction listeners. And without further ado, here's our host, Royal Boyles. And we are back with Under Construction, the podcast. Guys, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I must say, last, okay, before we even get on last week, how was y'all's week? How, did y'all have a good week? Did y'all have a okay week? How was y'all week? This was an okay week. Okay, okay. This is a good week. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good as in seven good? Like, scale of one to ten? About a nine. About a nine? That was like a great week. <laughs> ten would be excellent. Nine is great. It was a good week. What was it? A nine? <laughs> okay. Chris, you're... Oh. You're Tell okay. Me with five. Yeah. Five. We had an update this year. You know, I, I'm good with it being at a five. It was okay. mellow. It was easy. It was, you know, I got time to think, relax, not stress. Okay. I can see situations. that. Situations. Yeah. Okay. I can I can see that. I can see that. Oh, I can see that. Which, uh, well, before we hit on Chris's five, mine was a, a six. A six. Uh, mine was a six. Four point five. <laughs> okay. Let me. It was a four point five. Thanks to our guys, we have a cameraman now. Um, we have a cameraman now. I kidnapped my brother from his life and brought him here to you know help us out with the whole studio. Uh, shout out to him for the setup that we have this week. Oh my goodness, he came in. He killed the game. But because of him, my week was a four point five. <laughs> Of course, he's the youngest child, so you know you kind of have to be the older sibling. But I wouldn't trade him for anything in the world. But he had your girl stressed out for like twelve hours. Twelve hours, I was stressed. As Chris, Chris had to like call me. Like matter of fact, Chris had to FaceTime me. It wasn't like a call. It wasn't a text. Mm-hmm. Chris just FaceTime, and so I do want to thank you for that because you know you have those those friends where. They know you're in pain and they know you can't necessarily say anything. Mm-hmm. So they want to see it. So they know how to like jump into action. Right. That's how I felt he was doing in the moment. So thank you, Chris, for that. But definitely, definitely my week was a 4.5. Thanks to our camera guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, my day, that day, the ending of the week was a 4.5 because I was, I was stressed. Um, but again, we do have a new camera guy or the only camera guy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not the only one, because Darian took care of the first couple weeks episodes. So, <laughs> gotta give her her props. So, it's not the only one, because uh, this he gonna disappear. That he, He's a traveling person, so he's definitely gonna go. And, of course, we cannot start this episode out without giving a round of applause to our producer, DJ CJ The Stickman. None of this would be possible without him, because y'all don't see us, but y'all wouldn't hear us. And so... <laughs> Thank you to CJ for everything that he does. But of course, you know, I joked last week about wanting to get off the surgery table. Unfortunately, we had to dial. Well, fortunately, we had to dial it back. <laughs> Which is why I said I wanted to touch back on Chris's uh when he said that his week was a five. Because I feel like when he said what you said that it was kind of mellow you had time to like work through those moments i think that showed that you took your life back mm-hmm. whereas your week definitely could have been like a one or a two you just would have been like just forget it i'm just over it um but the fact that it was a five and you explained that you had to like work your way through it i think that brings us into the second part of this topic we just 
they wouldn't let me off the surgery table. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back. Um, so I, I want to say, so off camera, of course, we have to interact with each other of course because it's not just what y'all see on camera we actually have to talk outside of camera and in our group messages darian actually brought up a good i want to say a plan of action question i think is how you would you would uh make it out to be or just a question in general i'll let you guys put your own um stamp on it but darian if you don't mind asking us that question so that we could answer it for the viewers along with yourself oh yeah sure so this week's question for you guys is how are you currently presenting yourself in the moment as you have already taken your life back how are you showing up differently or responding differently to the things you've already taken back in your life so that you won't get back to that space again mm. <laughs> <laughs> there we go again looking at each other <laughs> oh. oh you, you, you got your ass already i mean i I'll start, you know, I think for me, I kind of touched on this the last episode, just being more intentional about self-care, um, being more intentional about how I respond, checking myself, holding myself accountable, you know, making sure, oh, is there anything that I could do differently in this situation? How am I showing up? So those are the type of questions that I ask myself so that I am presenting the best version of myself in situations. All right. Oh, <laughs> I, I've definitely started the whole self-care thing, but I think one of the main, I think physical aspects that people see with me taking my life back is I started working out more. Um, and although in some, in some standpoint, you can see it as, you know, me trying to get in shape, but it was more so me developing discipline. Like if I can discipline my body to do a certain thing, um, cause of course we're working out is a mental thing as well. Yeah. So not only am I disciplining my body, I'm disciplining my mental aspect. And then from there I can work on, and although this is kind of backwards to some people, I can work on the spiritual and then I can work on the emotional side of things. But yeah, right off from a, just seeing it out outright, I would have to say like working out is how I started to take my life back. And then, of course, I'm going to maneuver into eating right. I just need to get the, the working out part. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, this week, the only way that I was really able to practice some of that taking my life back was identifying how I respond to situations. Um, for me, I know typically I have the, the mentality that I have to react instead of just acting. Um, and so part of that is just measuring my response to situations. So I have to be hyper vigilant on what the situation means what does it mean to me why do i feel like i have to react to this kind of way or act to this kind of way so i'm just acting according to each situation so sometimes it's simple as saying okay i accept it as it is and i'm gonna keep on moving so i did a lot of that this week okay yeah <laughs> mm. was that a hard to do like because of course like you it, you can say hey yeah i'm accepted as it is and then kind of maneuver but did you have that moment of where you were frustrated and then you was like okay cool i'm accepted as it is i definitely did um you have that moment where the first thing you want to do is just go off you know why is this happening why does it keep happening what are you missing why do you keep missing it but rather than do that it just didn't work out this time i'm frustrated I'm going to take a step back and not think about it. And then when I'm ready to think about it in a way that's clear and equal, I'll think about it and I can talk about it. But if I'm just like, you know, if I hop right into it as being upset or angry, 
anything is liable to come out of my mouth and it can make the situation worse. So I'm just taking a step back and it worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked a lot. Really? Yeah. I would have to try to because when I'm there, I'm there. And I think it's because I'm so I I'm so used to being in control. So even though like I'm frustrated at the moment, I'm still trying to control it. But it's not the right time to control it because I'm controlling out of frustration instead of controlling out of a sound mind. So have you ever noticed that when you do that, a lot of the times when you are trying to focus on fixing the situation or even just, you know, acting on the situation in that moment, that it's like it takes you 10 times as longer to get to the result that you wanted. Rather, if you sat back and just logically thought about it and said, you know what, it requires this amount of energy. That's the only amount of energy I'm going to provide to it. Hindsight, I, 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 now that you asked the question, I can see that. I, I, I can definitely see that because you run into so many obstacles and wrong decisions because you did it out of anger, you did it out of frustration. Whereas, like you said, if I took a few minutes and I just sat back and logically thought about ABC, then what I could have got accomplished on Tuesday took much longer and I got it accomplished on Friday. So I, I, I can see that there. Yeah, I think that's a great point because remember Rebecca was saying she's back on the surgery table, but what they just brought up is recovery. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how often do we put ourselves in situations that make us have to be in recovery longer than recovery was actually supposed to be? So mm. that's a good point. Okay, yeah. I see you, Rule. <laughs> <laughs> enough, that's true in all aspects of life. Like you said, mm -hmm. you just got done talking about working out and creating that level of discipline for yourself. Even when you work out, you still have moments where you take breaks to catch your breath. Mm -hmm. If you kept pushing, even though you were tired and exhausted and running low on fuel, you could potentially hurt yourself further than you could if you had just taken that moment to step back and say, you know what? I'm going to breathe for five seconds, five minutes, two minutes at max. That That is true. That 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 is definitely true. Because what could have took, of course, a little five seconds or the water break now is taking me months to recover because I went in, did, you know, a deadlift and pulled something, broke something. Y'all better come on. <laughs> Y'all, hey, okay, now. Oh, Wow. That was me gulping, guys. I'm, I finally made it off the surgery table in the ICU room. Uh, are there any other, I guess, physical things that you guys see yourself doing now? Um, that Or, yeah, in the process of taking your life back. Or even that you want to see yourself doing in the future to kind of confirm that, yeah, I definitely took my life back. So, like, for instance, yeah. I want to not get angry so quickly and I know once I reach that peak, I've taken that part of my life back. Where I'm I'm quick to get annoyed. Like somebody says something that I don't think is logically sound or makes sense, I'm instantly annoyed. Which I wanna get out of that to where I know once I hit that peak, I've taken my life back in that standpoint. So are there like any places in you guys' life that you know that you I guess still need to work on? Let me say that. Well, one of the things that Chris brought up is for as taking a moment to yourself to reflect and then come back to the situation. I'm on both ends of the spectrums with this and I'm working on it. So most times I get quiet mm. instead of blowing up, but that is very harmful in certain ways because you hold all this stuff in. So when it's out, 
is out. Mm-hmm. You know, so then you act out of rage, which y'all are referring to. But I have to learn from the other person, like you just um, brought up. I'm the person that wants to solve the problem. So I'm probably one making you upset. Like, are we need to talk about this. Uh, can we get a solution now? And you probably went like, I don't want to talk about this, you know? So I'm the one that's learning. If it's a moment that needs to be had, it's okay for that moment. Getting out of whatever mind space, finding the root for me to say, you don't have to solve this right now. Mm. So that's what I'm working on. Oh, that's hard for a woman, boy. It is. That is hard for a woman. Because we want all, we talking about this right now. Yes. <laughs> I don't want this to linger because once again, it's like a triple effect. I've already held this in. So the longer it takes, it's like the matter I'm gonna get, mm-hmm. Ooh, the more frustrated, mm-hmm. the confused. I'm trying to figure stuff out because that's how our mind works, but it's not helpful to the other party. Right. But, and I mean, and it also may not be helpful. And we, I mean, obviously it may not be helpful to the individual who is going through that. Cause I can be the same way. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to answer, I want the answer right there, right then. Like, don't make me wait for it. <laughs> if you make me wait for it, I'm coming up with my own answer, you know? And so, <laughs> <laughs> But in like in cases like that, I have to step back and think for myself at least, you know, okay, so this is irritating me. It's irritated me beyond belief, but why? Mm-hmm. You know, that way, if I can't get a response from them, at least I'm able to check myself and see why I have a problem. Because most of the times it could be that there very well isn't an issue. I'm just so focused on solving the issue that now I have to, in some kind of way, create an issue that has to be worked on. Mm-hmm. I know that for myself. I've done that plenty of times to where if I wanted to argue with you, it's because I was in the mood and wanted to argue. I'm going to press that button to make this argue. Oh, <laughs> I'm just playing out. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, and, and too much of anything can become a toxic church. You know? Yes. And so, you know, everything in life has the opportunity of being toxic. Even if you're the person who knows how to step away, if you step away for too long and don't ever come back to the table to resolve a situation, you are so toxic, you know? So, yeah. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm telling you, it's like, I kind of get anxiety. Being the person that wants the answer right then, at least be fair. And when you're taking your moment, come back in a reasonable time so we can talk it out or we can figure out how to solve the problem mm-hmm. if there is one, like Chris said. So. <laughs> or at least give me a time frame. That, and I think that, it's not me rushing you. It's me being okay and understanding. Right. Like, all right, we're going to, let's talk, let's revisit this in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I know a couple, instead of me then tomorrow thinking, oh, I hope we talk about it today. Hope, <laughs> hope we visited it today. And me just assuming that we're going to talk about it today, again, only frustrates me. Yes. So at least be considerate to give that person notice. And even in that moment, you have to step back and be like, okay, you know, I know it's taking more time than I would like it to, but that's all right. I'm not going to let that bother me because I know eventually we're going to get to a place to either we talk about it and we have an understanding or we talk about it and we don't have one. But also in that time, you can prepare for what it is you don't know is going to happen. Right. So like, even if we're having a conversation, I know I got to talk to Darian about something and it's bothering me deeply. I know that I can't talk to talk to her about it until my mind has calmed down. So Mm -hmm. so in that instance, I'm understanding that she needs to talk, but I'm also understanding that I need to take time to figure out what it is I need to say. Mm -hmm. Not need to say, but have to say. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I can do that. I, I can do it. No, I think yeah. I can do that. 
it's a work in progress. Oh yeah. But <laughs> I'm telling you, it's hard, but we can do it. And that's the big buzzword too. Like recently everything has become about intention, right? Mm -hmm. And so you know when you approach something with a specific intention in mind, in that moment you can decide for yourself, do I want to solve the problem or do I want to continue to be a problem? Mm -hmm. You know, because I mean most of the time when I want to argue, it's just because I feel like arguing. Mm -hmm. I want to argue today. So let's argue. <laughs> and I was I, I that that I'm so glad you brought that back up because um somebody brought we were having a conversation i think i was at a friend's house last week or something like that and he said something and i mimicked him and he was like oh you just need some attention right now and me i'm just like i don't need attention i was just mimicking you because i wanted to mimic you and he was like no that is just you telling me without you telling me that i'm not paying you attention and you need some attention and i was like you know what i think that could be it and it goes back to the whole arguing thing I've, I've said on the phone with my best friend, I'm like, you know what? I'm finna miss with so-and-so because I just need some attention. And I'll start an argument. So that is that is interesting. That's toxic. Now I want you to <laughs> indulge me. You don't have to say the exact thing, but just make up a phrase. I want you to show me how you meant it. Well, I think it was like, we were watching the uh, Alabama game and he was like, touchdown. And so I was sitting on my phone. I was like, touchdown. And he was like, you need some attention. <laughs> and that is a great point. Because you just brought, you just helped me really check myself because I do that all the time too. But I didn't know that's what it was. He had to bring it to me. He's like, you just need some attention. So he just rolled my little leg and then went back to the game and I was good. Yeah, and that's all, <laughs> that's all it takes sometimes. So now I can self-reflect on, oh, well, maybe that's your why. Because I can see how, because I do that all the time. <laughs> I swear I did not see it as anything. I was just looking at my phone. He was like, I was like, touch down. He was like, you need some attention? I was like, you know. <laughs> but when you got it, it was like, oh, I, was I did need that. <laughs> I was right. good. Now you have to be careful with that too, because there's a flip side to Ooh. it. Is it? Yeah. What is it? Because now you've just identified what actions you take to get attention. So do you want to make that become a habit or do you want to invest yourself in creating an environment to where you can get the attention that you want without forcing someone else to give it to you? <laughs> wow, I the clap. The whole clap. Oh my goodness. Wait, so that's a good place to stop. Guys, as you see, I'm holding the mic because it keeps falling. So we're going to take a commercial break right here and we'll be back in just a few moments. Looking for someone to take your event to the next level? DJ CJ the Stickman provides DJ, sound, lighting, and has connections to help plan your event from start to finish. Don't let your guests say that your party was boring and lame. Have them talking about your party all year. Book CJ the Stickman. 205-490-8574. To book the best DJ in the city. Call 205-490-8574. DJ CJ the Stickman. And we are back now that I got my mic situated and I'm not sitting here holding it. But before we left, Chris had made a valuable point and I believe that Darian was about to expound on it. So Darian, what you got for us? So Chris, that was a very vital statement that you made. And <laughs> it's very helpful to reflect on moments like that, right? Like, do you want to be intentional about creating a habit where you're getting attention from someone out of certain actions or words that you're using? Or do you want it to be pure actions that they're doing because that's what they want to do and how they want to show up for you. So I think that was a very important point. So what, do you, what were your thoughts about that, Rebecca? <laughs> hey, 
is that going to be helpful to us <laughs> and how we show up for our moments that we're allowing in the have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very helpful. But I'm so, not but, I'm so goofy and silly that I think I'm really going to have to find a different route to take. Mm-hmm. Because in a moment where I honestly thought that I was just being funny, I was actually craving something. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's what made it so crazy for me that you kind of brought that up in that type of light because that's what I always attach it to. Like, oh, well, I'm silly and, you know, right. I just like to joke around. But okay, well, maybe it's something else to this that I need to, you know, expound on or think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was going to say, um, and particularly, I think in that instance, it was innocent. You know, I don't think that you were like, I'm going to be malicious and say, touch that. Right, right. Me, you know, so, I mean, in that moment, I think that was innocent. What I'm saying more so is that, like for me, for instance, um, if I'm in the space with you and I want your attention, I get an attitude. Right? Mm. Because that's just the easiest way or easiest thing for somebody else to pick up on mm-hmm. negative negativity. Mm-hmm. People see negativity, they grab it instantly. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was something that we're doing. And then realizing that that was a form of manipulation. Because why do I have to pretend to be irritated or get irritated to get your attention? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't cause a healthy interaction between us, you know? Right. So just like that. You, and it happens through reflection. You won't necessarily find out about it until you've taken time to sit back and think about what you've done in that moment and it's good it's it's interesting that you say that because i i find myself doing that as well and not to actually put the responsibility on another person but for somebody who's mature enough in communication to point that out because it's easy for for me to get irritated and crave the attention but it makes it worse when they start saying, oh, you tripping, you did it. Oh, my God. So now what could have been a learning situation for me to help better our communication and how we interact? You just put my defense mechanism up. And although that's not your responsibility for me to unsee that, it helps when you're able to point it out to me mm-hmm. instead of beating me up on it. Oh, most definitely. And that ties into being emotionally intelligent and emotionally available. It's not in that. And what Chris just said as well ties into what we said last week when we were talking about taking our life back. You know, what did I say? As far as people, you want to say, oh, well, this person did this to me. This person did that. But you are the common denominator. So we have to take our life back and assess ourselves and what we're doing. And as far as Rebecca's talking about, if you're that person that's trying to make the other person feel bad or you're crazy or you this or you tripping, you need to check yourself. Are you emotionally intelligent? Mm -hmm. Are you emotionally available? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) because who? That get me every time. Or when you just shut down, like we're having a conversation and I'm trying to communicate and you just hit me with the, oh, oh, you tripping that. We good. We we, we straight. No, because technically we're not. Like, and this is me trying to learn. Like, this is this is an instance of me and for lack of better words, trying to take my life back and not only know how to handle you, but other people. And you're shutting me down. But then I guess that raises the question, do I attract people who do that? Yeah. Because that could just be something within me where I attract people who are quick to shut me down. And instead of me constantly getting so frustrated with them, what's inside of me that I allow people like this to shut me down and I can't connect with people who know how to effectively communicate like I do? 
And something important that you said when you're trying to show up differently. I think one of the questions that you asked earlier, it had me thinking, how do I show up differently? I try to ask more for help or say what I need more. So when you are, when you come across the people that is not helping you in those moments where you're trying to show up differently, it kind of makes you go back to like, okay, I'm just not gonna say nothing. Like she said, I'm good. What's the point of asking? What's the point of telling you what I need in this moment if you're going to shut me down? Um, I've struggled with that one. <laughs> and more so as the person who kind of gets shut down, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, when you think about it, you're having a conversation with somebody and maybe you don't have a full understanding of why you feel the way you feel, okay? And, you know, you're trying to gain some kind of understanding and then this person is like you know what don't even worry about it well you just cut me off on my opportunity to gain further knowledge not just of the situation but of myself you know that completely deterred any growth that could have happened in that moment so you can't really and and you have to understand why you're shutting them down is it because they're getting ready to say something that you don't necessarily agree with if you don't agree with it why don't you agree with it you know and that you're talking when you're dealing with other people you're trying to come up with some form of understanding we've already identified that a portion of love is understanding if you don't ever create an environment where understanding is possible then you aren't looking for love you're only looking to control a situation or a person in that instance everything that love isn't if you're trying to promote love then you have to be those things that love is mm. yeah that that was <clears throat> jesus uh that was interesting yeah i think today I didn't went from, I felt like I was on the surgery table again. I went to ICU. I became the doctor. Now I'm back on the surgery table. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, it's like a cycle today. It's, it's definitely like a cycle today. But I think that's the journey that I'm on now is I'm trying to become everything that love is outside of myself. Because mm -hmm. from a from Rebecca's standpoint, love is a certain thing. But I know to other people, love is something totally different. And so in the process of taking my life back i'm trying to not necessarily mold myself but be what it is that that person needs in that moment for instance what reminds me is almost like the love language whereas my love language is receiving gifts and somebody else's love language could be like words of affirmation me giving them gifts doesn't get doesn't feed into them or doesn't love them the way that they need to be loved because they want words of affirmation i can buy them all the gifts in the world but what does that do for them that just puts a smile on my face. I'm like, oh yeah, I'd have bought them a da 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 da. It could put a smile on your face, but if the way you're communicating love isn't necessarily landing on them in that way, so you bought them these gifts, right? And they can't put the same connection on these gifts that you have put on these gifts. So you're still not necessarily loving them the right way. You're loving them the way you know how to in that moment, but not necessarily the way that they can say this person does love me. They give me gifts but they can't tell me they love me. Mm. You know, they give me gifts, but anytime I have a problem, they're nowhere to be found. You know, they can come through on certain things, but not necessarily where I need them the most. You know, we all go through that at one point or another to be able to identify the kind of love that we're receiving may not be the kind of love that's benefiting us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you guys had great nuggets on that topic alone. Something Rebecca was saying, she wanted to love outside of herself, basically, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's a very important nugget to touch on. You know, in society standards, some people equate love with 
a person kind of being almost perfect, like being exactly like you, but we're all people, we're all different. We have our own in unique individual things about us, right? So love is truly dying to oneself. Mm. So, and God is the ultimate, you know, right. <laughs> first example of that. But for some reason, it's so hard for us to do. And that goes back into the control we were talking about. Mm -hmm. We want to be in control, but sometimes you need to release that on both sides or whatever situation, family, friends, you know, relationships, so that we can get to a point of not necessarily compromise, but unity, you know? So I think that was very important that you guys touched on that. And it's crazy that you say that, <clears throat> that like when you die to oneself and losing the control, I think that opens up a door for the word that society is going wrecking about now, but submission. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm able to submit to you, when you can submit to me, that shows a different level of love. I feel like that's the ultimate level of love for me to be able like to submit to you. Because I mean, coming from a biblical standpoint, when it comes to like Jesus dying on the cross, he submitted to whatever the plan was, mm -hmm. which resulted in his love for humanity. Mm -hmm. So even in like the now generation, the difference between submission and control, it's not that I'm controlling you. I'm more so trying to show you that I can submit to you and I need you to show me the same thing. That's going to be a whole nother episode. I know, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, will, I will respond. I will respond briefly to that because I know that's going to that's gonna be like a two-part episode. Of too, course, but, of course. Yeah, that, that is really big right now. Submission, masculine and feminine energy. Like that's what we always hear. You can open any app and you hear that. But I think that's something that's been misconstrued societal as well. Because submission is not, oh, I'm going to sit here and listen and do whatever you tell me to do. That's not submission. And that's what the world is portraying it to be. And when you talk about the biblical standpoint, submission is being in the moment, like you said, submitting to the plan, but taking control and self out of it. CJ? Okay. <laughs> you thought he had a thought. No, he was like, oh. <laughs> and that's how I feel about the statements of submission out there in society today. Okay. Um, and like you said, we have to submit to each other. We often hear as women, oh well, y'all women don't want to submit, or a certain class of women, a certain race of women don't submit, or whatever else that's put out there. But most men don't put out there. The Bible also say, men submit to your wives. Right. We are supposed to be submitting to one another. And then that's how we come together in unity. But a lot of confusion comes up because it's expected for one side to just die. Mm -hmm. And the other side to just show up however they may be. Chris, please speak. Please. Oh. I'm just, you know, because the submission topic is very, it's, it, it was very popular for a minute. I don't see many people talk about submission anymore. I think most people have given up on it. Um, and the reason I think that that has happened is because a large portion for me of submission is going to be, do I trust you? Yes. If I don't trust you, I can't submit to you. Mm -hmm. If I don't trust you, I can't, if I... Okay, so for instance, in a relationship, if it comes to money, and I know that you have a bad habit of spending, but you want primary control over the money, I'm not going to trust you. I'm, I want, I cannot submit to you that trust. I, I, we can't exchange that. Um, you know, if if you're horrible with directions, I'm not letting you drive my car. <laughs> I can't submit that to you because I I don't see where 
that thing is matched up or leveled out yet. So, you know, if I'm trusting you, if I'm submitting to you, that means that I have trust in your plan. I have trust in your ambition. I know and understand your vision. If I don't have that, then I can't submit to you. And that's where a lot of people get that thing mixed up at. It's not just about doing whatever the other person wants you to do. That's not the case at all. If you trust them, you'll do whatever they want you to do to begin with. Mm -hmm. If you don't trust them, you're going to run into that wall every time, no matter what the situation is. So before I can submit to you, I got to trust you. I am so glad you said that because <laughs> I feel like millions are missing that point. Uh -huh. For sure. And just like you were saying in the word, like, I'm not going to follow you if you're not even, who are you following? Right. Who are you following? But you think I'm automatically supposed to follow you and right. you're the leader. No, you need to show capability of leadership. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Don't apply for positions you aren't qualified. Exactly. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, come on now, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I, okay, so... And of course, this this is this is not to speak down or talk negative right. on to, to anybody. My personal situation that I am struggling with now when it comes to submission and relationships is because one, I've never been married, so I've never changed my name. I don't come with that background. And also I I don't have kids of my own. So with me, I, I'm submitting differently because not only am I giving you my last name, I'm giving you my womb. Mm -hmm. And so with me never have done that, my, my level of, I have to trust you without a shadow of a doubt before we, before we even go to different stages, because one, you know, I'm dating to marry at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so with me, this is my child coming from me. Like this, this is you inside of me and I'm carrying your seed. And so for me to just submit something that I've never submitted before, the level of trust just has to be unexplainable. And I run into, you know, those brick walls and those, those rocks and stuff like that, because they, the submission and control conversation is much different now because mm -hmm. I've had a conversation with one guy and he was just like well my baby mama she trusted me <laughs> what does that supposed to mean y'all are two now? different right. individuals <laughs> back to individuality two different individuals two different upbringings and perspectives on life nothing is going to be the same so at all emotionally intelligence come on now and available and available <laughs> Yeah, you gotta approach everything like that. Has, I mean, you gotta well think everything. You can't just go based on an assumption anymore. Just because somebody trusted you in one way, they had that freedom within themselves or they had that trust in you in that moment to do or carry out that thing. Or maybe it's, they didn't. Or maybe yeah. they didn't. You Some know? people tolerate more than another person might not. Yeah. So you can never compare. And when yeah. you get into the point where you're comparing, you need to step back. Take a moment and self-reflect on yourself because you're the common denominator and you can't say what somebody else put up with, the next person has to. No. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That's why this is going to... Y'all going to see this next episode. Clearly. Yeah. We're going to do a whole episode on <laughs> submission and control. I think now it's time for another commercial break. Y'all, we're just trying to get this thing together. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back momentarily. 
looking for someone to take your event to the next level? DJ CJ the Stickman provides DJ, sound, lighting, and has connections to help plan your event from start to finish. Don't let your guests say that your party was boring and lame. Have them talking about your party all year. Book CJ the Stickman. 205. 205- 490-8574. To book the best DJ in the city, call 205-490-8574. DJ CJ, the stick man. Woo, guys, welcome back. Guys, that last conversation got so heated, of course. You know, once you start talking about submission and control, it's like the earth shape. It's like we in California in an earthquake. <laughs> um, so honestly, jeez. Like, I want to pick up somewhere that it doesn't seem like we're targeting people now. Because I think, like, you know, before the break, I think we all just had, like, a moment. Because, you know, you hear submission, you just kind of go, submission? Uh. Um, But I guess now would be the time to let's break down the definitions. And, of course, we don't have the actual physical definitions in front of us right now. But I guess our definitions between what is submission... And then what is control? And then possibly from there, we can ease back into, you know, the conversation. Only because, you know, we have different, we have different viewers. Mm -hmm. So where some of them might be uptight about it, some of them probably have a good understanding and then other ones just might be on the fence. Uh, Unfortunately, you have some that's on the fence or uptight or, or, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, because, you know, people, they think in their own ways um that's the you know the choice that we have so let's dive into what is submission to us and what is control and then of course you know the conversation is gonna take its course as it always does so right off do either one of you guys just kind of have a definition of what submission is like we have examples or i guess you can use an example of what exactly is submission or do y'all just want to kind of just go date straight to dip the I mean if we have to put it in the form of having a definition I would say I already said mine dying to yourself in a sense now she got attitude I did not I did not get attitude y'all I'm for real but no dying to yourself like that I would say that's the ultimate definition because think about it when you're trying to control a situation like Chris and Rebecca kind of touched on earlier it's for your own personal gain right so you want somebody to do something you're saying well I'll just do it you know because I told you to do it that's control because submission is something different that person is naturally going to say you know what I heard I heard your need and because I'm trying to die to myself and your needs are important as well this is something I can compromise on you know this is something I don't have to feel like I have to take control in so we're going to meet in the middle what do you need me to do and how should I do it that's kind of my view on the difference in the submission control that's crazy I was about to use that as my example (laughs) (laughs) yeah no because I I don't know how to define it I just know what it looks like and what it feels like for me Mm -hmm. and I know for myself you know a form of my level of submission in any given situation is if we're having a conversation about something and I ask why and your response is to me why are you always asking questions? To me, that's control. Mm. If instead in that instance, you say, well, it's I'm, I'm doing it this way because, or, you know, I feel like if we do it this way, something will happen, you know, in a sequence. To me, that's a form of submission on both your part and my part. 
because now I have an understanding of what it is you want to do and I know how to accomplish it. And then on your part, you've helped to break down what your vision is and allowed me the opportunity to sign on to. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, that's what an example of submission would look like in that circumstance. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I asked the question. I didn't got no answer. Jesus blessed it. Um, <clears throat> I guess I would go from a, a standpoint of how I guess I was raised. Um, I was raised in a household with both my, my mom and my dad. So I hear stories all the time about how my mom died to herself, like Darian said, to carry out the ultimate goal of creating a family. Like we hear stories all the time where she's kind of like, I was going to do this, I was going to do that, but I chose this. And oftentimes I hear the way how my father breaks it down of why this, this took place. And so seeing that I, from a example standpoint, that's my mindset of what submission is because she died to herself to carry out to me, a more higher vision. And I, the vision was to leave legacy. If that makes sense, um, to have kids, to, to, for, to, to have a family, to form a family. So for me, from an example standpoint, that's what submission is to me. I, I think I have to, I, I definitely have to agree with both of you guys on the whole object of one communication, understanding and carrying out a certain vision, but also dying to yourself to make sure that vision happens. Uh, but I do want to pose the question because me and my best friend, we was having a conversation a while ago. She said, if you were to come to your spouse or whoever you're talking to, uh, let's say spouse, and they were to say, you say, hey, I have this idea to do this, this and this. And they say, you know what? Things don't look right right now. Let's say financially or whatever. Let's give it a year and you can pick it up. But then the year comes around and you ask the question again and they say, OK, let's give it six more months. At that point, how do you feel it is? Do you feel you should continue to submit to that vision? Or do you feel like at some point now it's control? Question, when you say submit to the vision, are you saying the person who asked initially or the person who keeps putting it off? The person who keeps putting it off. It's a reason why they're not submitting in the first place. That's why they keep putting it off. So for the person who asked, I would say self-reflect and figure out or ask them, hey is it a reason why we haven't actually started this and hopefully they can have a healthy dialogue and figure it out and come to an agreement on how to move <laughs> forward christian is on war i need to call <laughs> so excuse me for a minute because i'm about to <coughs> get it out we on the yeah. surgery table <laughs> <Something was> <laughs> <coughs> he don't want they don't want you to get your thought out right. <laughs> they don't want you to get your thought out lord Okay, I'm good. Y'all can keep going. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I can see that because I what I had told her was to go back and to get understanding. Mm -hmm. If at the understanding, it doesn't necessarily, I guess, feed your fancy because of course you have submitted to the original vision. So why is it that we keep changing the vision or why do we keep putting off the vision to where now I can't accomplish what it is that I need to accomplish? So I, I did. I told her she, you should go back and I guess get a better understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think from that action or that conversation, you would see 
what route it is that you need to take. Okay. It's something that you said, and it's still tied into submission or independence per se. Something you said on why the other person. Mm. So basically, is it something, and I know that's private, so this is a rhetorical question, but is it something that you need from this person? Is it something that you can figure out how to get for yourself or from another source? You know, because that's when we go back to the recovery table, right? That's when we go back. Is this a situation that's going to cause conflict or chaos? So it's like Rebecca said, like I said, it's very important to get understanding. Like Chris said, communication is key, right? And that can eliminate a lot of issues. Just simply communicating um, your feelings and your needs. Let me, we put a lot of emphasis on communication. Mm -hmm. I think it's more so comprehension. Mm. <laughs> that part. because people and i'm starting to learn that because i i think as a whole we see it as this person isn't communicating with me when i think once we dig deeper into it they just not really comprehending no matter like how you put it or how you say it this person like really isn't comprehending for instance going back with the submission thing how you try to comprehend that submission is just trust how is it that we're talking about this but you can't comprehend this very thought that in order for me to submit to you, I have to trust you. In order for me to submit my finances into your one account, a joint account, I got to trust that you're going to take my finances and pay the bills with. You're not going to go gambling. I I, th I I think the bigger word here or in general in our society is just you got to comprehend. And I know we have, I know I had trouble with that because when I sit back and I thought about my SAT scores, reading and comprehension was just not, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't there. It, it really wasn't there. So I think you just kind of have to be honest. We have to be honest with ourselves and say, do we really comprehend what this person is saying? And if not, it's okay to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, two things. Okay. But when you ask questions, like Chris was saying, when you get a individual or group of people that don't want you to ask questions, it makes it very difficult when you're trying to be the communicator, the communicator and they're not willing to comprehend because you're trying to give them extra data per se to have a better understanding. And you can't have a better understanding on something if you're not willing to listen to the elaboration on the initial thought or feeling. See, that's why I struggle with it because I'm good at cutting people off. <laughs> at some point, I'm just like, you know what? You don't want to. You, you don't want to help. You don't want to do nothing. But you just gotta go. I I haven't quite critiqued the level of patience that I need when it comes to certain people. I'm not gonna say people as a whole because, of course, in my profession, I have to deal with people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's I I haven't quite created the level of patience for people who don't want to understand. Let me say it that way. Not for people as a whole, but people who just don't care to understand. They just, it, it, it's my way or it's no way. Mm -hmm. I haven't reached that level of patience yet. And I think I would challenge the word comprehension as well to perspective. Okay. Because when you were talking before, you made a valid point as far as how we all think differently. We all have our different experiences, right? So I think it's very important when we talk about dying to ourselves, communicating better to have understanding. That is the key because take yourself out of your own perspective and try to view it in a sense of why does this person feel this way? Why are they experiencing or showing up in a situation like this? And when you're only thinking in your way or your perspective, it makes it difficult. And I think 
all in all, that is what creates the chaos. And that's when we go back to submission itself. Most people think, oh, well, no, you should just follow me blindly. That's submission. No, it's not. And that goes back into trust. You have to see from the other person's perspective, why is it so important that I put my trust in you in order to submit to the situation? I like the fact that you said, follow me blindly. I think coming from, I would rather somebody question the plan in the beginning so they can get an understanding than us, than them following me blindly. And now you're asking questions throughout the process. Cause I feel like it, for me, that would frustrate me. Let me at least give you, it would frustrate me from a standpoint of this, is, this could have been solved in the beginning. For instance, if you sit me down, I'm like, hey, Rebecca, what is plan A, B, and C? How do you want to carry this out? How do you want me to go about it? This, that, and the other. Then we're actually in the thick of it. And now you're asking questions that could have very well been handled in the beginning so that it doesn't take away from the speed of the process going forward, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it, I, I like the fact that you said blindly. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think my challenge shows up in that way as far as when the thing, when they've asked the questions or we've already came to arrangement or agree agreement and the plans change. Mm. And often, oh, life happens like that. No, no. Mm. When we set a plan in right, motion right. and now you're changing things the last minute that don't have to be changed per se. I understand, I understand things happen that we don't have control over, mm -hmm. but when it's something that's in your control and it's changed, I feel like that's a lack of consideration. Yeah. And it teeters my trust in you to a certain exactly. standpoint, because now I feel like we're always going to be on the rocks. I don't know when things are going to shift. I don't know when things are going to change. So now my guard has to be up. And if my guard is up, it's hard for me to submit to you because I don't know what's going to happen. Lack of stability, there we which go. leads to lack of trust. Chris? <laughs> Taking it in. <laughs> you on the surgery we table <laughs> You can always tell who's on the surgery table. Because we see here, we just be like, mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, even in those situations, you know, relationship-wise, everything in life is a relationship, whether mm -hmm. it's your mom, your dad, parent, sibling, significant other, classmate. Um, you pick up on things with people over time, right? So... It's not like, and I'm, I'm realizing this about myself right now. It's not like you did not know who you were dealing with when you were dealing with them. In most cases, it is like that because people do have different lives that they show you. But in most cases, you can pick up on where someone is dependable and when they aren't. Well before you get to the place of you're inviting them to participate in something with you that could be substantial. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't invite Rebecca to be a business partner if I knew that she never had business experience, you mm. know? Um, and so a lot of the times you have to think about it like, okay. And like, you know, when you hold yourself accountable. I knew that in some aspect that I couldn't trust you in this thing, but I did give it to you anyway. Under the expectation of what exactly? You know, what was it that I expect you to do that I almost knew that you couldn't do? And then why did I expect it of you anyway? Mm. Not that it's a fault of yours because you weren't able to do that thing in that moment. That's okay. That's reasonable. It's understandable. Everybody's going to fall short. But why is it that in this moment, I chose to put more faith in you than you've displayed in your abilities or capabilities? Mm -hmm. Why have I neglected my investment? Mm. Because in that moment, I did. 
Not because there's anything wrong with you. I'm pretty sure you'd make an awesome employee, but if you can't fulfill the responsibilities of your job or your duty that you agreed upon, then where did I go wrong? And to go back to Rebecca's question earlier about her friend, friend, if you're watching, I just, when Chris was talking, it just brought it back to me. How long are you putting off your vision waiting on somebody else? How long are you putting off what God told you to do, waiting on the resource you think that you need? You have all the resource that you need because God has given it to you. You're equipped with everything you need. And if you, you feel like you don't, go pray about it. Or if you don't, then just go seek and self-reflect and say, well, how can I do this for myself mm -hmm. without this resource? There are more resources for you. Don't delay your vision. Waiting on somebody that may not even have your vision. That's all I got to say. That is true. But now <laughs> I guess it comes into play. What happens once you're married? Is it still the same? That's a lack of submission then. Okay. I mean, and and on the, whoever parties that's been delaying it. Okay. And in, in, in that moment. Okay. So you've been talking about this plan for five years, let's say, right? And you've gotten to a place to where, you know, in these five years, your partner has come up with a bunch of reasons as to why it won't work. Okay. Then by year six, you understand that that person can't fill that position anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so now it's either you pick up what needs to be picked up or you find somebody that can do that thing. Not necessarily that your marriage has to end. It's okay that so-and-so can't do this. You know, maybe they just weren't called for it. That's mm -hmm. okay. That's not a problem. You don't have to throw your hands up in frustration at them per se. You know, that's in a moment where you take your own life back. Yeah. Your own vision back, your own perspective back. And you say, all right, since that didn't work, this is how I continue to move forward in this way. Just being cognizant of your own abilities and what it is you need to make what happened happen or what needs to happen happen. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to touch on that. Just because you're married and sometimes, you know, people have different perspectives on that. God can still give you a vision and not give your husband or your wife that vision. That doesn't mean, oh, because we're married, they're automatically attached to that in that way. So it's very important that you sit with yourself and you sit with your spouse and you kind of get on the same page about that. No, I'm not married. But at the same at the same point and token, we have to have that emotional intelligence. We have to seek for ourselves and have that understanding and comprehension that everybody's not attached to your vision everybody's not attached to your goals you have to find what place that they hold in it but that doesn't mean they have to help form the vision that is true give life to it you know it wasn't a conference call right exactly. it was not exactly. a conference not a call, conference call. <laughs> oh hallelujah it wasn't a conference yes. call <laughs> that's very important very important to remember it wasn't you can't oh wow this line is full. It is. It's, it's a one way. We can't take individuality out of it just because there's a marriage and unity. Because we all have our individual purpose that we have to fulfill. You know? We're not saying go do nothing behind your right. spouse back. Definitely though. not. No. Have the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please okay. have the conversation and at least break it down to them. Like it, it's okay. You have doctors married to 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 lawyer attorneys. Mm -hmm. Two two different two different professions, but that there was conversation and communication. Uh, wow. So today's episode has very well taken this course, <laughs> taken its turn, done what it needed to do. Everybody was on the surgery table this week. Are there any last words for either of you? 
Take your time and do it right. Take your time, do it right. Hey, we're hey. not paying for that either. <laughs> <laughs> we do not own the rights to those lyrics. Right. <laughs> but always, guys, this is Rebecca. This is Chris. This is Darian with Under Construction, the podcast. And until next time, always stay under construction. We love you. What's up, guys? This is Arthur Royal Bowles with Under Construction, the podcast. Thank you so much for your love, your diligence, and your patience. We are finally here. Stay tuned to all your social media platforms because we will let you know once we post, where we post, and when we will go live. Until then, always stay under construction, and I'll see you soon.